Welcome back, everyone, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, and as always, I am reporting from the Center of College Football. And this past weekend, the Center of College Game Day, Lincoln, Nebraska. A couple quick announcements. First off, just wanted to remind everyone I am on Instagram. My account is the underscore center underscore of underscore college underscore football because Instagram is annoying and thinks spaces are the devil. Second off, I want to apologize for last week's quality. It wasn't that great of an episode. I know I didn't get to watch many games, but that's not an excuse. So I hope that my episodes are better and that I can gain listeners uh, due to the quality of my episodes. And with that, we will jump right in to the playoff eliminator as always. We came into this week with 47 teams overall still vying for a spot and walked out with 35. The Conference USA came in with one team left, University of Alabama-Birmingham, and lost one team. UAB lost a shocking upset 20-13 to from Western Kentucky, of all teams, the one who lost to Central Arkansas State at the beginning of the season. So UAB is gone, and so is the Conference USA, only five weeks in. Next up is the Sun Belt. They walked in with one team and walk out with one team remaining as well. Appalachian State easily took care of business against Coastal Carolina, and they survive another week and are the only team left from the Sun Belt. Uh, as said before, the Mid-American Conference is gone. Uh, next up is the Mountain West. Boise State survived with a bye week. They were the only team remaining, and they're still there. The AAC came into this week with the most teams out of a group of five conference with three teams remaining in Memphis, SMU, and Navy. And Navy lost a game 35-23 to none other than Memphis. So they are gone. There are four undefeated group of five teams left. Memphis, Southern Methodist University, Boise State, and Appalachian State. Now uh, we will move on to the Power Five conferences. The Big 12 came into this week with eight of their teams left and walked out with six. Texas Tech suffered their second loss to a Jalen Hurts-powered Oklahoma team, and Iowa State lost a heartbreaker by two to the Baylor Bears. The teams remaining are West Virginia, Texas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State, all with one loss, and Oklahoma and Baylor, who are still undefeated. Next up, the Pac-12 came into this week with seven teams remaining and lost to USC, sadly lost their second game to 17th-ranked Washington, and Washington State lost their second game against 19th-ranked Utah. My first playoff pick gone in week five. There are five teams remaining, Oregon, Washington, Cal, Arizona State, and Utah, all of them with one loss. Only in week five, there are no undefeated teams in the Pac-12. 
Cal lost by seven to now, I believe, 20th ranked Arizona State. Moving on to the ACC, they came into this week with six teams remaining and walk out with only four. Boston College lost by three to Wake Forest. And Virginia Tech lost their worst blowout to Duke since, I believe, 1951, 45-10, despite being favored. The only teams remaining are Virginia and Duke, who have one loss, as well as Clemson and, yep, Wake Forest, who are both undefeated, despite Clemson's very close loss to North Carolina. I'm not going to go on my rant right now. We'll wait. We'll wait till the game of the week section. Moving on to the SEC. They came into this week with six teams and walk out with five. The only team that lost was Mississippi State, who got beaten down pretty hard against Auburn. The teams remaining are Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, and Florida, all undefeated. And finally, the Big Ten. The Big Ten walked into this week with eight teams remaining and walk out with six. Nebraska suffered their, oh gosh, their second loss on national television, game day game, blowout loss to Ohio State, 48-7 to at home. I was at that game. My family left at half because it was just not pleasant. They put up 38 against us before the half. It was not fun. And Indiana, who fought hard against Michigan State but ultimately came up short by nine. The only six teams remaining are... I'm sorry, there are seven teams remaining. I had that incorrect. Um, are Michigan and Michigan State, both with one loss, as well as Ohio State, Penn State, Minnesota, Iowa, and Wisconsin, who are all undefeated. With that, we'll move on to the games of the week from last week. Uh, the first game was Cincinnati and Marshall. Not a huge game, not a huge surprise. Cincinnati was able to take care of business pretty easily against the thundering herd from West Virginia. Next up, the Sun Belt Conference, Arkansas State at Troy. This was a surprise to me. I thought that Troy was going to win regular season and Arkansas State was going to beat them again in the Sun Belt Championship. Nope. Arkansas State was able to take down uh, a Troy team who took down both Nebraska and LSU in the past three years. Next up, Central Michigan and Western Michigan, in-state rivalry game. And Central fought hard. Um, they're definitely a better-looking team than they were last year. Um but they ended up coming up short to Western. Hawaii at Nevada, this was probably my worst pick of the week. I had Nevada winning, and then they ended up losing at home 54-3. to Yeah, it really makes Purdue look good, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, that was ugly for Nevada fans. Um, next up, Thursday night game. College football Thursday nights are just, just great nights. Um, Navy at Memphis, fight between two of the – Six undefeated teams in the group of five at the time. Navy was leading for a good while. Um, Memphis had some great punt returns and ended up winning by about 12. Uh, 
Duke had Virginia Tech, another Friday night game. Virginia Tech led a little bit early, and that didn't last long. Virginia Tech ended up losing 45-10, to and there are a lot of questions with that team. And the biggest one is, will their super long-running Bulls streak come to an end this year? Next, Ole Miss at Bama. Ole Miss ended up leading against Alabama for a while. Bama's first trail since 2016 at home, and then Bama roared back and ended up just pummeling Ole Miss, you know, as they do. You know, the reason I chose this game was Ole Miss tends to have Bama's number. I mean, you know, I was watching the game, and they mentioned that in the past five years, Bama's record against Ole Miss is 3-2, and two, and against everyone else in the Southeastern Conference, it's 40-1, to one, with their only loss being to Auburn in 2017. <sighs> I mean, Ole Miss just has their number. I mean, they've lost to Ole Miss more than everyone in the conference combined. So, next is... Kansas State at Oklahoma State. This went about as well as everyone predicted. Uh, Kansas State, they're looking better than they were last year, but Oklahoma State's still a good team. Mike Gundy runs a good program down there. I mean, he's been there, I think, 15 years. So Oklahoma State walks away with the game and I think makes it into the top 25. Next is Virginia at Notre Dame. This was a great game, top-ranked game. Virginia sadly came up short, suffered their first loss of the year, but it's not over for this team. Um, they can come back. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame's not a bad team. They're not as good as they were last year, no question. But they're they're still a good team. I consider them one of the biggest blue bloods of college football. So, and Virginia fought hard. Um, in the second best game of the week, as my rankings went last week, USC at Washington. Sadly, USC was not able to take down the Huskies. And Washington remains a big contender in the playoffs as well as the Pac-12. And gives USC their second loss and knocks them out of the playoffs. And the best game, or what should have been the best game, was Ohio State at Nebraska. This was painful for Husker fans, um, mainly because... Nebraska's a lot worse than people predicted them to be preseason, and Ohio State's a lot better. Um, I mean, Martinez threw three picks. This was just an ugly game for the Huskers. They, they're, they're not the best team. I think they were overhyped, and myself included. I overhyped them. Everyone overhyped them. So can they get t- things turned around? Maybe. Um, if they win out, they can win the Big Ten West. Do I think that's going to happen? No, because they still got to get past Wisconsin and Iowa and even Minnesota. So a couple other games that I want to mention and rant about for a quick sec. First off, Georgia Tech. Man, I'm, I was rooting for you guys. I thought you were going to be okay. You lost to Temple. 24 to 2. I mean, you got two points, but like something like that is more of Temple's fault. So that was just, just, just. <sighs> Rest in peace, Georgia Tech. Um, 
Next up, Washington State at Utah, 38 to 13. Man, Washington State. You are the Michigan of the Pac-12. No matter how good you are, you can't get past your in-state rival in Washington. Same with Michigan and Ohio State. And you just fall short of the Pac-12 North, and you can't make a playoff. So, And you blow one other game each year. So far, you've blown two. Back-to-back. Back. To South teams, ironically. So, And finally, Clemson at North Carolina. First off, Clemson, you're going to get it. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You lost. You almost lost to a basketball school. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I know they have a national title coach, but so do you. I mean, just, I mean, you lost the number one spot. Bama took it from you. So there's that. You only won by one, and it wasn't even your fault. So that switches the rent to North Carolina. North Carolina, it is 20-21 to 21 at home. You are playing the number one team in the country. You are unranked. Do you, A, kick a field goal and take it into overtime and maybe beat them there? Or, B, go for two in regulation? Well, Mac Brown thinks it's B, go for two in regulation. Who does that? You're playing the best team in the country. You had a chance to knock them off, give Clemson their first regular season loss in two years. And with Syracuse, and their first loss in almost as long with Bama in the 2017 season. (sighs) You had a shot, and you blew it. Honestly, at the rate this is going, Clemson might fall short of the playoffs. I mean, Clemson hasn't looked as great as everyone expected, and neither has Trevor. So we'll see where this goes the rest of the season. With all of that out of the way and my little rants done for now, we'll go ahead and move on to week six of college football, starting off, as always, with the games of the week. At number 11, as usual with this conference, the Conference USA, there weren't really that many good games this week. So I chose Rice at UAB. Rice is, I think, one of four defeated teams. At the moment, up there with, I think, New Mexico State, Akron, and I feel like there's one more, but I'm blanking on it at the moment. And UAB, the team that's looked easily the best out of the Conference USA, if Rice managed to pull the upset, that'd just, that'd just be insane. So, obviously, I have Alabama-Birmingham winning and Rice continuing their losing streak. At number 10, Boise State at UNLV. Again, another game where there weren't a lot to choose from from this conference. There's not a ton to say here. Um, it should be a more interesting game. You know, UNLV is 1-3 and, and Boise State's undefeated. Uh, I do have Boise State winning by a good margin. They look like the best group of five team out there. Maybe with exception of SMU. Um but they're definitely one of the best out there at the moment. So I have Boise State winning that. Uh, next for the Sun Belt, Memphis at ULM. ULM 
while in an easy conference, has looked pretty good so far. And Memphis is just rolling through their schedule. You know, they beat a f- Power 5 team, um, took out their last Sun Belt opponent with ease in South Alabama. Not a ton to say here. I have Memphis winning uh, this game pretty easily against Louisiana Monroe. Number eight is Western Michigan at Toledo. Because um, I think this will be the game that decides... The Mac West, um, you know, Western Michigan is one of the better group of five teams in recent memory, you know, going undefeated regular season 2016. And Toledo is always been up there. I think they won the Mac in 2017. So this will decide, I think, the Mac West. I have Toledo winning, um, especially coming off that win against BYU. Um, huge, huge deal for them. So I have Toledo winning that. Next up for the Independents, Tulane and Army. This should be a phenomenal game. They're both 3-1, and one, uh, both to Power 5 teams. Tulane lost to Auburn, Army to Michigan, but they they gave Michigan a run for their money. Um, You know, these are very, very good level group of five teams. I have Army coming out on top just because, especially last year, um, they've looked a lot better um, than a lot of the group of five. If you want to consider Army a group of five, I consider them a little more power five. Um, and, I mean, you know, the, how well they played against Michigan leading for most of the game. So, And it's in New York. It's in West Point. So that's quite a distance from Louisiana. So I have Army winning this. Next up, Cal at Oregon. This was going to be a much higher level game. Um, it was one of my game day picks. I think it was like my second or third pick um, for game day this week. And with Cal's loss to Arizona State, I mean, they played well. But, you know, now with their quarterback looking like he's going to be out for a while, you know, he had his whole arm wrapped up. Um, so he looks like he's going to be out. Um and, you know, them falling out of the top 25, I have Oregon winning and winning pretty soundly. Um, I do think these guys, with the exception of maybe Washington or Utah, if they get lucky, um, I think Oregon's going to win the Pac-12 and maybe, maybe if they're lucky, get a shot at the college football playoff. They're going to they're gonna have to bank on one of... Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, LSU, or Georgia getting one, if not two, losses in order to sneak in. Number five, Pittsburgh at Duke. You know, Duke, three and one team, looking a lot better than expected. Their only loss was to Alabama, and they absolutely throttled Virginia Tech. Pitt is a weird team. They almost lost to Delaware, but they also beat UCF giving them their first regular season loss since 2016. So I don't know how this is going to go. This could go either direction. I have Duke winning. They've just looked a lot better than Pitt, and I think they could win the Coastal Division um, if they can get past Virginia, uh, who also suffered a loss and are now 4-1. and one. Um, so I have the Blue Devils knocking down the Panthers. 
Next up is UCF at Cincinnati. Both these teams have kind of underperformed, um, but I do still think they are very, very great teams. You know, UCF, I mean, still rolling through their schedule, and Cincinnati not looking like a bad team. I I think UCF's going to win with ease. Um, I still think they are, with the exception of maybe Boise State, the best group of five program in the past five years um, or three years or so. So I think that UCF's going to take care of business, but watch out for Cincy. Uh, number three for the Big 12, Texas at West Virginia. Um, I think this is a potential upset alert. Um, you know, this is right before the Red River, Red River rivalry. I've always had trouble saying that for some reason. Um, and West Virginia is not a bad team. Um, you know, I know they had that ugly loss to Missouri, but Missouri's looking better and better, like they rebuilt after Wyoming. So I do think Texas is going to ultimately win. They have a great team. They have a potential Heisman candidate with Sam Ellinger. Um, but, again, watch out for West Virginia. Number two, Iowa and Michigan. 19th ranked Michigan and 14th ranked Iowa. Man, I think the last time these guys played was when Iowa, you know, took down an undefeated Michigan with a last-second field goal. Um, you know, Iowa's 4-0 but haven't really played a ton of good teams. Their only good team they played really was Iowa State, and they only beat them by one. Michigan did not look good against Wisconsin. Um, but they rolled over Rutgers, but so did Iowa. Um, this game could really go either way, but since it's at home, I'm going to give the Wolverines just a slight edge here. It's not going to be a big win. It'll be really close, but I think the Wolverines will win here. And at number one, everyone expected this. Number seven, Auburn traveling to number 10, Florida. I don't really know where to go with this game. Um, Auburn's rolled through their schedule. They took down Mississippi State with ease. Um, but they struggled against Texas A&M a little bit, which really is the kicker for me here, as well as Oregon. They only beat them. I think they beat Oregon by five and Texas A&M by eight. And Florida's a much better team than both of those. I know they're on their backup quarterback, but that's honestly started to look better for them. Um, their backup quarterback's the reason they came back against Kentucky. Um, they rolled over their most recent opponent, who I know is FCS, but I'm going to give Florida the edge here. Um, it's in the swamp, so there's that. Um, and I think Auburn's going to be first of those elite five undefeated teams to take their first loss of the season. So with that um, out of the way, I can hear the Auburn fans yelling at me. We're going to move on to upset alerts. So the first one, I covered this a little bit. Um, Texas at West Virginia. Ten-point spread. You know, not a massive spread for my standards because, you know, I, I like it to be ten or more. Um, 
but I think it's possible. Um, you know, as I said before, it's right before the Red River rivalry. I said it right that time. Cool. Um, it could happen. West Virginia shocked them last year um, and almost made it to the Big 12 championship, but who knows. Uh, next upset alert, Cal at Oregon. I know Cal had that upset against Arizona State, but the Pac-12 right now is so unpredictable. I mean, Colorado beating Arizona State, UCLA with that epic comeback against Washington State, USC over Utah, Cal over Washington. I mean, it's just upset after upset after upset. I mean, I th- I think Oregon's going to win. It's a 16.5-point spread, but Cal could, Cal could get themselves back into the top 25 and knock Oregon out of the playoff race. Next up is Michigan State at Ohio State. I'm really surprised about the size of this spread. You know, for reference, I think the Nebraska game was a 17-point spread, and I think Michigan State's a much better team than Nebraska at the moment. I'm surprised at the 19.5 points because, I mean, Michigan State's given Ohio State a run for their money some years, you know. Michigan State, they're either just this super elite playoff contender or just wallowing in mediocrity. And, you know, even the year they were playoff contenders, when they went to the playoffs in 2015, they had one loss. And it wasn't by much. And it was right before Ohio State with Nebraska. And, frankly, if you looked at the tapes, Michigan State should have had another shot at the field goal. So they should be undefeated, and if they had one loss, it should have been an overtime. So, and Ohio State has a tendency to lose one game each year that they have no business losing. So, I think Michigan State has the shot at taking them down. Next up, Purdue at Penn State. Um, I know Purdue's looked bad this year. They've looked very bad, and I think Rondell Moore and their quarterback are both injured. I'm not sure if they'll be back, but Purdue's a scary team. They have a tendency to just come in and just brutally murder this amazing team. You know, if you look at last year's schedule, they took down really good teams, you know, Ohio State, obviously, and Iowa, and lost to some pretty bad ones with Minnesota. And... It, it's almost like these guys practice super hard for their big games, but they don't practice at all for their small ones. So it's a 22-point spread. Obviously, Penn State has the favorite, but I think it's possible. Uh, this will be a great non-divisional game. And finally, I don't think this is going to happen, but this is almost like a wish list thing for me. Um, Kent State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 37-point favorite. So, do I think this will happen? No. But could it? I mean, Kent State by week to prep, and Wisconsin didn't look too great against Northwestern. Um, Almost let them come back on them. So, is this going to happen? Almost definitely not. But could it? Yes. So, now that the upset alerts are done, I'm going to move on to my predictions for game day, which really for this, it's just a formality. Because everyone knows who it's going to be. Um, number three pick, 
Alabama, Texas A&M. Um, you know, Bama's undefeated. They got a bye week. Texas A&M is 3-2, and two, also got a bye week. But their losses are two top 10 teams. So it very well could happen, especially if some of these teams higher up for my predictions lose. Next up, Penn State and Iowa. If Penn State avoids the upset, which I think they will, and Iowa can pull off the upset because I think Michigan's favored, and they both become 5-0, and they could beat out this number one pick. I don't think they will, but, I mean, this will be a great game. I mean, just amazing. Um, Number one pick. Everyone saw it coming. Oklahoma versus Texas. The Red River Rivalry. This is one of the biggest rivalry games in modern college football. I think it'll be them, no question. Um, so, yeah, there's there's that. Um, with that, this episode went a lot shorter than I expected it to. I thought it was going to take a lot longer. Um, but with that... Um, Reporting from the Center of College Football, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, signing out.